A lot of you are into human design. And while I find it fascinating, I also find it very overwhelming. When I first did my birth chart, I was like, okay, there's like too many lines and numbers and things. And I was just very confused, very overwhelmed. And like, I didn't really understand like the science of it. I'm like, I don't get it. But I was introduced to my guest, Madeline, today from uh, Lauren Brunswick from She Slays, actually. And Madeline is a human design expert who grew up with severe health problems. And she kind of had to learn how to take charge of her own healing. She was kind of one of those quintessential people who did all of the healthy wellness things. Her diet was perfect. Her fitness was perfect, all that stuff. Yet she was still sick and she had this deep desire to get healthy. And after years of working with clients and teaching classes, she now focuses on guiding people to get into alignment using their human design chart and breath work. She has her own podcast called the beginner's guide to human design, which I have found to be helpful because like I said, in the beginning, like it's always just been something that's overwhelmed and confused me, but she goes through my chart today and she talks about how different human design types can help you not just in your marketing, but just in your life and in your business and how, when you're living according to your human design, everything else makes sense and falls into place. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to Holistic Marketing Simplified, a podcast for health and wellness professionals looking to simplify their marketing. I'm your host, Molly Cahill, and this podcast is brought to you by Holistic Marketing Hub, our hybrid program that supports you with personalized coaching, caption templates, and virtual classrooms. In this program, we teach health and wellness professionals how to fish, but we also bait their hook. Head to holisticmarketinghub.com to learn more and use code podcast for $100 off. You can find full show notes, resources, and more at mollycahill.com slash podcast. Okay, Madeline, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you because human design is one of those things that I'm still like intrigued by, but very confused by. So welcome. <laughs> Thanks, Molly. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to be here. Human design is my favorite thing in the world. So I am just ready to go. Yes. Yes. I'm excited. Give me like the speed dating version of, you know, like you, I know you had some health problems growing up and you're really, your background's in nutrition. So tell us kind of how you made this, how you started and how you got to this place. Yeah. My very first sentence as a little tiny girl was my knees hurt. Oh. So that's the first thing I ever said as a full sentence. And I had just all the health problems as a kid. I had uh, joint pain, obviously. I had severe digestive issues, mood mm -hmm. problems, and then ended up having growth hormone deficiency. I got shingles as a child. Oh I had like everything that you can imagine. And at the time, nobody was really able to help me. Um, my mom would take me to all these doctors and everybody just kind of poo-pooed everything, including my growth hormone deficiency. I mean, wow. I, I was about half the size that I should have been. People thought that I was five when I was like eight or nine. And she even had to like push and shove and force the medical people to look into it and um, give us any kind of answers. And so by the time I was in high school, I was already like well on my way to figuring this out for myself. I was very of miserable. Course. 
had yeah. so many issues and I was trying to like get on this track of becoming a, a professional dancer. So I was really active, really into dance and I could hardly even like get through my life with all my problems. So I basically ended up into a career in nutrition. We'll kind of skip all the in between, yeah. but from my own self-discovery of health and healing, I stumbled upon nutrition and I had started teaching fitness at a really young age. And I was really into all of those health types of things and built a whole career around that. But what's really fascinating is that for about my entire twenties, I dedicated myself a hundred and million percent. Like everything about my life was about healing my body, getting healthy, staying on track. I never messed up. I never would like eat something I shouldn't eat. And I still had lots of problems. Uh. So here I am working in the health industry. I'm teaching these classes, working with clients, and then so bloated, I can't move, you know, joint pain, just so many problems, skin issues. And believe it or not, it wasn't until I stumbled upon human design that mm -hmm. all of that turned around for me, like wow, 95% health improvement from understanding my human design chart. Wow. So this is interesting because I'm hearing this for the first time. Like you talk about this here because I never thought about human design in that way. My personal journey is a little different in terms of like, you also do like the somatic embodiment and breath work. I was that way too, where it was like, okay, all the things that I'm going to do functional, not knocking on functional medicine, functional medicine is great, but like I put all of my like rings in that hat, you know, it was like, oh, if I could just figure out what lab and what supplement and whatever, and like what foods trigger this. And then it's like, that's just such a small piece of the puzzle. Like maybe that'll help you acutely for a little while, but that's not really like you really want to talk root cause you got to get a deeper layer. And so I've never heard of human design being used in the context of healing physical symptoms. I've only ever heard of it used for, you know, like this is how you should run your business if you're a projector or whatever. So this is fascinating. Yeah. And it's, it is fascinating. I didn't think of it in that context either. And that's not at all why I even got interested in it, but it wasn't until I started just living according to my human design chart that all of a sudden I lost a ton of weight. Like I've had to buy a hundred percent all new clothing because my body has changed so dramatically. And mm -hmm. I put, and I put almost no effort into my health anymore. I'm still really into health, into fitness and those things, right. but I used to make it like it An was obsession. a 24 hour job. Yeah. Yeah. It was higher, more important than my marriage, more important than everything. Now it's like number four on the list of important. Like yeah. So for people who don't know what human design is, I, so I am one of those people who I'm like, I love science and I love woo. And I think they fit together more than people realize when I first heard about human design, I was like, oh, this is just like astrology on steroids. Like I didn't realize I think it was you actually who you talked about the neutrinos. And I was like, oh my gosh, my space loving <laughs> science brain just like totally latched onto that. And I think that's when I messaged you like, please come on the podcast. So for people who don't know what human design is, can you just give a quick little primer? 
Yes. It's a manual for your life personally. So it's like your own personal, like here's Molly's manual for how Molly's body and energetics and her whole system and her whole life is meant to be running according to you. So everybody gets their own little blueprint, their own little like like self-life guide out of this human design chart. And it is kind of like astrology on steroids because it does involve astrology, but it also involves a number of other modalities. We're not going to get into all of them, but for example, it involves the chakra system and the Kabbalah tree of life. And, you know, just that's not really what we need to get into today, but it's a combination of many different modalities. It's not a personality test. However, it does delve into personality a little bit. And the way that you pull up your human design chart is not by taking um, like a quiz or a question and answer kind of thing. It's just by putting in your birth information. So the Mm -hmm. time, the date, and the location of your birth. So that's one reason why I really like human design because when I take other kinds of personality tests that require me to answer questions, I get a different answer every time because I feel like my uh-huh. personality changes every day. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, and then once you know what the different answers are, like the different types are, I yeah. feel like it's no longer a subject or objective test. Cause you're like, Oh, I yeah. know this is going to give me this answer. <laughs> yeah. And I know for some people, those kinds of things work great and they love that for me, it's just not my thing. And human design is to me so easy because once you understand the most basic parts of your chart, like even just a little tiny bit, and if you just dive in and start living that way, it is shocking how much better your life gets. And you think you know who you are or you think you know what you want until you're like, oh, really? That's what my chart is telling me? Let me try it. And then it's like, whoa, I had no idea life could be this much easier or better or more enjoyable. Mm, Yes. So we're going to talk about, so I've given Madeline my chart and then also we're going to kind of weave this into like, I don't know if there's certain business coaches and marketing coaches or whatever that I've either worked with or seen. I'm like, oh, this just feels like fitting a square peg in a round hole. That's why like, I love, like, I'll give you a roadmap all day long, but how you decide to get from point A to point B, like along the little stops, like, yes, I'll give you a roadmap. I'll give you the, the milestones and the points, but like, it's still kind of like, I want you to use your own personality or your own design, human design to get from point A to point B, because it just feels so much easier when you do things that way. And that's yes. the whole crux of this podcast. Like, because the thing is how I like when I message you, I'm like, oh, my podcast is called Holistic Market. And it's not about like, it's about not, like I said, not trying to fit that square peg into a round hole. Totally. Yeah. And what's really cool is that like, we can talk about marketing according to your design or business or anything, but what is, what it actually distills down to is that when you start marketing according to your design, it will improve your health. Like yeah. that's what happened to me. I, I guess I wasn't looking specifically at marketing, but I just started yeah. following what my design said. It had nothing uh-huh. to do with my my nutrition or my routines. But when you just live in alignment, you become magnetic. And that just simply means that the universe is going to start sending you the things that are actually meant for you. So like I'm meant to have my health. So is everybody else. But specifically, that was my story. And once I started living according to what's in alignment for me and stop doing what I quote unquote should be doing according to everybody else, 
then my health just like settled in and my body started working. My body stopped screaming at me. So it's, it's like, you don't even have to think like, okay, I'm, I'm going to use my human design chart for health or for marketing. It's like, no, you just use it for like every moment of your whole life and it will apply to your marketing and we'll yes, talk and specifically about that. Yeah. No, I love that. Yeah. So let's go back to the one-on-one a little, there's four main types and you need to have your place of birth, date of birth, time of birth. And yes. how, for the people who are a little more skeptical, how does this like, you can talk about neutrinos if you want. Tell me about the yeah. science of yeah. And like how well, long has this been around? You mentioned Kabbalah. Like, like, I'm like, has this been around forever? Like, well, yes, it. it's been around forever, but it wasn't really brought out or known until I always forget the exact year, but it was like 1989, something like that. So really recent 1988, 89, one of okay. those. And this man, his name is Ra Uruhu. And everybody can decide whatever they want to think about this. Uh-huh. Your your own decision. He one day just channeled all of this in. He mm-hmm. sat down. He heard what he called the voice, channeled human design. It took him 11 days. He wrote it all down. He doesn't believe in God. He considers himself not spiritual at all. Really? So this is not um, like a spirituality system. You can apply spirituality to it. You can use it in your spiritual life. But this is very much... a. Um, like a neutral thing. It's not good. It's not bad. It's not right or wrong. It just is information that was channeled in by this man, wrote it all down, take it or leave it. That's what I, I think. I did not know that. That's fascinating. Yeah. And in my experience, every single person I've ever read a chart for feels ridiculously validated by it. And yeah. when they apply the information to their life, their life gets better. So there is science behind it. We'll talk about the neutrinos in a second. But what I like to do when I get like the need to have proof around this, it's like, mm-hmm. who cares? It, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. If it resonates yeah. or not, you yeah. choose. Right. That's kind of how, how I feel about tarot. Like I used to think it was like so woo woo. And so, and I'm like, even if you just think about it as like a journal prompt, like it's just something to get your mind working. It doesn't have to be like, Oh my gosh, my psychic said it's going to rain tomorrow and it rained. Like it's not really, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not, sometimes you just need that extra little, I don't know, something to get your wheels turning. So the neutrinos, yes. should we go into that quick? Yes. I'll yes. do a, oh a, a quick this is my podcast and I can talk about neutrinos if we want to, because I am a nerd <laughs> and I think it's fascinating. So neutrinos are subatomic particles and they are teeny, 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 tiny, very, very difficult to detect, which is why scientists don't have that much information on them because it's so hard to even study them at all. Okay. Um, imagine like light particles, when a light is shining on the wall, it doesn't shine through the wall, right? Right. It bounces off the wall because the particles are large enough that it doesn't go through a physical surface. So neutrinos are way smaller than that, and they can pass through all physical surfaces. So they can pass through your body, through a mountain, through whatever. And neutrinos are so fascinating because they carry and deliver information. So this particle is holding a piece of information, and as it passes through something, it imprints that thing with information and it might also pick up on information and pass it along so they're like little information carriers and the neutrinos come from the planetary system 
and they okay. carry quite a bit of information in the moment of what's happening in the planets at that moment. Okay. So for human design, there's two moments that your chart is made up from. One is the moment you were born. And as the neutrinos passed through your physical body, the moment you were born, you were imprinted with information about what is going on in the planets or the universe at that moment. So that, that defines about half your chart. And then roughly three months before you were born, it also happens. Okay. So neutrinos pass through you. Some people say that three months before you're born is when your soul was embedded into your body. Who knows? Yeah. But that's the other half of your chart. So you have okay. these two significant times where the information from the planets are passed through with the neutrinos into your body. And then that is imprinted in who you are. Okay. Do you follow Casey Davis? Do you know who she is? Struggle no. Care? She's mm -mm. awesome. She, her tagline is, um, or not tagline, but like her greeting is always, hello, you sentient balls of stardust. <laughs> and so that made me think of that when you're talking about neutrinos, like we're yeah. all just sentient balls of stardust. Totally. Yeah. So, so should we talk about some of the different types? Yeah. Well, I was just going to say if one thing I've been curious about, and you are again, the only, I follow several human design people, but you're the only person I've ever heard talk about like if you don't know the exact minute you were born, how, like how many minutes does it almost like reset? Like, does it make you like a new type? if like you don't have that exactly right. It's different depending on the time. So okay. the whole chart could be wildly different within one minute, or it could um, be days. It could be hours. So if you have no idea what your birth time is, but you know, your birth date, then I would suggest looking up charts at like midnight, noon, you know, maybe four times something like that four yeah. times throughout that day and if they're all totally different well then we have a little bit of a problem if they're all <laughs> totally the same then it's no problem and you don't mm -hmm. really care like it's yeah it's obviously all the same sometimes people know like i know i was born really early in the morning like my mom knows it was like way before 6 a.m okay then look up a few charts between 12.01 and 6 a.m. and see if they're wildly different. Same thing. If they're the same, then no one really cares. Then you just pick one. Right. Some people also can call the hospital they were born at to find out. Some hospitals will have that information on record. And then also, if anybody's into using pendulums, you can use your pendulum to find out. And again, we don't really need to get into that, but it's really easy to look up on YouTube how to use a pendulum to ask questions. Interesting. Yeah. No, I've never done that. So, I mean, I've seen it done, but I've, my husband jokes, he's like, you're getting more woo woo by the day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's me funny too. that you said the guy who made it is not spiritual at all, which is just like so funny to me because to me, this sounds like so super spiritual woo woo, but okay. So yeah, let's talk about the four types. Um, and it, so you've looked at, you did my chart. I believe I'm a manifesting generator. You're a generator. A generator. Okay. Yes. So there are actually five different types, okay, but one of them types. is a combination of two. Okay. So generators, that's what you are. Generators are, well, let me back up for a moment. I always get ahead of myself. When, when I'm saying these words like generator, we're talking about something called the energy type. So this okay. is not your personality type, even though it's easy to kind of accidentally think that once we get going, this is simply how your energy works mm -hmm. and where you get energy from or what sucks your energy and how you're supposed to be using your energy as a human being in combination with other people. 
So we're all humans. We're all here to do something on this planet. We all have a role and we're kind of categorized in these five parts of like who's doing what energetically. Okay. So the generators, that's what you are. And that's kind of half of what I am. I'm a manifesting generator. So I'm the combination type. The generators are here to create energy. Not everybody does that. So only generators and manifesting generators create energy, just like a generator would create energy for a building. Okay. And they create an energy for themselves and for all the people. So your number one most important role as a human is not to have a podcast or have a job <laughs> or make money. It is to make energy. And the only way for a generator to make energy is to get really lit up and love their life and feel really good about what they're doing. So they're actually like the luckiest of all the types because it's everybody's priority that the generator is loving their life and feeling really well, lit up. I, maybe that's why I've been like healthier and happier than I've ever been because I'm like super stoked with what I'm doing. This is great. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it's always easier said than done because most of us human beings fall into a life where there are things that aren't working out. Like maybe we really don't like our career anymore, but spent all these hundreds of thousands of dollars on school and built this business. And we kind of dug ourselves into a career that secretly we don't like, or it's just not going well. And we're getting burnt out by the end of the day or the end of the week or having resentful thoughts about it. Or maybe you're in a marriage or a home or something really big that you don't like, and you can't just snap your fingers and get out of it today but it is the priority for all the generators to move in the direction of changing all of those things so that they truly feel lit up by everything in their life. Okay. So again, that's a big, big, big topic that is for another day, but that's kind of the essence of a generator. Then a manifester, that's a different type. And this is a little misleading because sometimes people think that only manifestors can manifest, but no, everybody has the ability to manifest. It's just the name of the type. So manifestors do not have a role creating energy. So they need generators that are in alignment in their life. Everybody needs to have lit up, you know, healthy aligned generators around them in life because we need the energy. Okay. So for a manifester, they are really different than a generator because a manifester gets intuitive or instinctual hits or urges to do something. And then when they get that, they just go full steam ahead, like a train on train tracks going ahead, no matter what they don't tire, they don't stop. They don't allow something to get in their way. They just go forward. And then once they've done that thing, they like go in their cave and rest for a long time. So a manifester is a type of person who can pretty much make anything happen that they want and they do it really intense and then they retreat and they rest until they get their next urge. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Now a manifesting generator, that's a combination. That's me. And a lot of people are manifesting generators. It's, they're just simply a combination of the two, but what's really, really unique about them is that they are very multifaceted and have tons of different interests. So a manifesting generator might switch careers a lot or have a lot of different hobbies or accidentally fall into being like a quitter. I used to always call myself a quitter and I realized I'm actually not. 
but they kind of bounce from one thing to the next and they move really fast through life. Then we've got our projectors who are also non-energy beings, just meaning that they're not going to be creating energy. But projectors are like the birds sitting up in a tree watching all the other animals from a bird's eye view. And they have a unique perspective on everything. And they're here to share that unique perspective so that systems, programs, ways of doing things can improve. They're really here to make improvements because they see things differently. And a projector can work way more efficiently in a shorter amount of time than everybody else. So they don't do well with really long classical hours, like a nine to five job. They could probably get their work done in one or two hours. And then they spend the rest of the time working on themselves. Okay. Um, my personal health and life coach is a projector. And that's so funny because that just like totally nails her. Yeah. Yeah. Project. If you have a projector in your life, like they're pretty much always right. Like they really (laughs) have good advice to give, even if it's like a lot. Sometimes projectors can give a ton of unsolicited advice when they're out of alignment. But, and I have projectors in my life that do that. And sometimes I just have to like put down my ego and go, I know I'm getting blasted with advice that I didn't ask for, but actually it's all really good advice. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. I love that. And then our last type are the reflectors. And these are so rare. They are about 1% of our population. And reflectors are super unique because they are literally like a mirror for everybody. So when you're around a reflector and if you really like that person, it's because they're actually taking on your personality with them or when you're with them and they, you like yourself when you're liking that reflector, or if you don't like them, it's because they're reflecting back your insecurities or the things you don't like about you. So a reflector is really like a chameleon or a shapeshifter, and they're very different around different groups, different people, and they oftentimes can struggle with knowing who they are themselves. And so okay. that's a whole thing that they have to learn um, how, how, to, how to be themselves, how to know who they actually authentically are. That's so interesting. I don't know if I know any, if you're a reflector and you're listening to this, send me a DM. Curious. Do you know what's so fascinating? I hear from multiple reflectors in my Instagram DMs every single day, like, like a lot. And I only know like two in real life, but it seems like the reflectors just fly into my inbox and they're like, I'm a reflector. I'm a reflector. They just keep coming. So they wouldn't feel seen, I guess. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. I know that the reflectors often i think that they struggle the most until they learn their chart and they learn oh my god this is why life has been so difficult for me and then once they get it life becomes so much easier and more delightful for them so you mentioned the chart and i think that has what i've probably picked up and put down human design like four different times because i'm just like i see all these arrows and numbers and thing symbols and or whatever and i'm just i get very overwhelmed so it's far beyond the five types. Oh, I know I said four types, but I guess five. It's mm-hmm. far beyond the five types, right? Like there's all these arrows and so let's talk about the chart. I know you can't really, without a visual, it's hard, but I know yeah. on your Instagram, you break it down a lot too. 
Yeah, the chart is crazy looking. It's useless to even look at if you don't know what it means. Like Yeah. it doesn't tell you anything, but there's always kind of a, a short description of some of the parts of the chart where whatever website you look it up. I like to use myhumandesign.com to look up charts, but there's other websites as well. And yeah, there's so much information in the chart that I always say I could talk to you for probably 12 hours straight without you even interrupting me just about your chart. Like Mm there's so much in there, but I do have to say, I see a lot of people that get obsessed with human design and they want to do, they want to talk about all these deep, intense, like minuscule details of their chart, like way digging deep into it. And they are always the people that skip the basics and then they aren't happy. And they just want more information and more information so that they can keep just like avoiding the basics. And what I talked about already, those five energy types, even if you only ever master your energy type, your life will mostly follow your whole chart. Like by following your energy type correctly in every moment of your day, you'll just automatically get in alignment with the other parts of your chart. Okay. So it's, it is complex, but it does, you don't need to know all of that unless you just feel like it. Okay. But there are some fun parts. Um, like there's some arrows. If anybody's looking at their chart while, while they're listening, there's some arrows, four of them around the top of the chart, and they can either point to the left or point to the right. But those arrows I've found are particularly helpful for two things business, like figuring out what, what kind of worker am I? Like what kind of schedule or strategies or just style of an employee or a business owner or a worker works for me. And then also those arrows really help with manifestation. So anybody that's trying to attract things into their life, you'd want to know those arrows and we can just really quickly go through those if you'd like. Yeah. Yeah. And you, I don't know if you have my, I don't have my chart pulled up, but if you I have it, Okay. Yeah. That's the thing. Go for it. Yeah. So if anyone's looking at their chart, look at the top, those there's tiny little arrows up there and we're looking at the top left arrow. That one tells you whether you're built to be consistent or inconsistent. So Molly, you are inconsistent. And so am I. If you say consistent, then I think my chart is wrong. (laughs) Yeah. And this is where human design is so freaking helpful because I think most people, at least most Americans are conditioned to think that you should be consistent. Like you should post consistently on Instagram. If you have a business, you should have a consistent work schedule and exercise consistent. And that makes you a better person. But if you're built to be inconsistent, when you try and act consistent, it's going to throw you out of alignment. Your health is going to go downhill. The things you're being consistent on are going to be bad. Like they won't even do well. And it just is not going to work the more you force it. So let's look at this top left arrow. If it's pointing to the left, you're consistent. If it's pointing to the right, you're inconsistent like Molly and I. So how do you deal with being inconsistent? It was like a sigh of relief. I'm like, cause I'm always trying to be like, oh, I've got to be better about scheduling. And Mm -hmm. like, do you have kids? No. Okay. So I have a six-year-old and like all of those damn baby books. It's like, baby needs to be on this certain sky. I'm like, and it just stressed me out. I'm like, I can't, I can't have this like schedule where it's like this time and this time and this time. It just gives me so much anxiety. 
Yes. Yeah. But clearly you are a successful person. Like you're able to show up and do a podcast. I mean, you and I are both inconsistent people, but we made this appointment and we're here. And so you can still have a successful life as an inconsistent person. Neither consistent or inconsistent is bad or good. It's just neutral information. So when you're inconsistent, when you allow yourself to just show up hour by hour and say, what am I ready to do right now? That's less stressful and you're going to be more productive and get more things done because it frees up your brain to work how it's meant to work. For people that have that top left arrow pointing to the left and you're consistent, it will be so ridiculously stressful to just show up and figure it out as you go. Like those people have less stress when they know like, oh, every morning I have breakfast at eight and then I go to my exercise class or whatever consistent routine they want to have makes their life less stressful. So even if you never know your chart, just think about, are you more stressed when you have a consistent routine or less stressed? Mm -hmm. Pick the one that feels less stressful and then everything will work out better in a mysterious way that you didn't expect. I need to do, I need to see the chart of all of my team because I have a feeling they're all consistent. So do you have any tips on like, if you have team members and like some are the consistent and some are inconsistent or different energy types? Like, I mean, we can go through the other arrows if you feel like that applies to all of them. Do you want to finish the arrows first and then talk about working? Sure. Yeah. I'm going to go through the other ones a little bit quicker. So the bottom left arrow if it points to the left, then you are active. If it okay. points to the right, then you are um, passive. So you and I, Molly, we're both passive. Ours point to the right. Huh. So this helps with manifestation. So if you're a passive person and you're trying to manifest, you would want to just set your manifestation and forget it. Don't think about it. Don't talk about it. Don't do a vision board or a ritual or anything. Let it go and play hard to get, and it will come so fast. If that bottom left arrow points to the left and you're active, then you should like visualize what you want and actively play with the idea of getting that thing in your mind or talk about it, make a vision board, whatever you want to do. Then you have to do with like active or passive, like in the way you talk to people or like your actual physical activity level or no. Nope, not anything with that. There's quite a bit more detail to the active Mm -hmm. and passive, but it's it's a tricky one to understand and it's most applicable to that manifesting okay. concept. Okay. This is, yeah, this is great. Then when we move over to the bottom right arrow, that's about being specific or non-specific. So okay. if it points to the right, like you and I, again, we have okay. a lot of similar parts of our chart. If it points to the right, you're non-specific. If it points to the left, you're specific. So that just simply means that non-specific people actually are not built to know what they want until it's shown to them. So we should never, even though we can think that we know what we want, like, I know I want money or I know I want this one house, but actually us non-specific people are never going to know what we really want until it's shown to us. So we should show up every single day, like, okay, universe, show me something that's really meant for me. That's like better than I can even conceive in my mind. So it's not wise for non-specific people to try and manifest specific things. Okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah, non-specific people would do well manifesting like, I just want to have an incredible life or I want to feel really energized in the home that I'm manifesting, like that vague. 
If it's if this bottom right arrow is pointing to the left, then you're built to be specific. And those people know exactly what they want and they can get specific things. So if they know they want like that house on that block right there, they could manifest that. Okay. Then the top right arrow, super helpful for business again. So this one is about being strategic or receptive. And if your arrow is pointing to the left, you are strategic. So you are built to follow strategies. That's how I am. I can make a plan. Like I feel like all I ever do in my mind is strategize how I'm going to do my next thing. If it's pointing to the right, you're built to be receptive and you're really good. And that's what you are, Molly. Mm -hmm. So you're receptive. You're really good at just showing up, not knowing the whole plan and just go with the flow and let it unfold as you're going. Yep. That's me. <laughs> there you go. I was like, I'm going to start a podcast. And I was like, sure. No, I like had it literally started within like a week. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. And then yeah. you just figure it out as you go. Yeah. And of course, everybody can do both, but when mm-hmm. you follow the one that's meant for you, things will work better. Everything will be Easier. more successful and you will feel more relaxed and just so much more in alignment. Okay. So how do you use charts? Like I said, like when we're talking about like working with the team, cause I know actually just had a Myers-Briggs person on, which is so interesting too, because that's more about behavior. But Mm -hmm. like, I know a lot of people who are like, oh, I'm having a really hard time feeling my front desk roll or like, we're not jiving. It's like, what can having this knowledge do to help your team work better together? Yes. I love this question. And this also applies to parenting. So if you're wondering, how do I parent my child better? It's the same answer right now. The most important thing you can do to make your team more successful is to work according to your own design. So master your own chart, be a boss or a coworker or an employee according to your design first. And if you don't know where to begin, start with your energy type and then start with your authority. And that's something we're not gonna talk about so much today, but when you learn about your chart elsewhere, look at your authority and master those things at work and everybody else is going to like you more, be more receptive to you, be more comfortable around you. It's just going to break down so many barriers and issues in the first place. Then if you have any kind of, um, like if you're uh, the employer, so you're in charge of other people or you're a manager, it is helpful to see everybody's charts and at least know what their energy type is so that you can be in support of their energy needs. So for example, if you have a projector and a generator working for you and they're both chiropractors, it would be really helpful for you to know that that generator is only going to do well at work if they really love seeing clients. Like if they feel lit up and more energized after their patients or their appointments or whatever role they're doing, Mm -hmm. that is going to keep them going. But if they are burnt out at the end of an appointment or the end of the day, something's wrong and there's nothing that you can do to fix that. And that generator needs to figure out if they need a new perspective on things, if they have to fix their attitude or if they need a different job. Okay. And then you would think, okay, you've also got a projector. And if this projector is doing the same job, they're a chiropractor and they're seeing patients all day, that projector is probably not going to do well seeing patients from 8 to 4 p.m. 
they are going to get so exhausted from that, but they could probably see patients for a few hours and then do some other kind of work the rest of the day that is still work, but it's not so much outputting. Like maybe they're actually writing blogs or doing podcast episodes for the business or managing other staff or something that is still work. They love to work, but they can't do something that's so incredibly outputting of energy for so many hours. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then like a manifester, if you have one of those working for you, you're going to all of a sudden here, they'll get an urge or an idea. They'll be like, oh my God, we should start doing this with our chiropractic patients. Mm -hmm. If they have that urge, the best thing you can do is support them in exploring that, let them do it, and then expect them to go wild and work on it so hard until all of a sudden they might need to take a week off work. And (laughs) you have to actually expect that's good for the business. It's good for the employee. It's good for all of us. It's inconvenient for our conventional idea of how hours at work should go. You have to figure out how to make that work because that manifester needs to explode for a while and then they need to retreat. And you okay. have to be supportive of that when it comes up. Mm-hmm. Gosh, and I'm like being a reflector in any type of patient or client care would have to be exhausting. Yes. So like a reflector, if you have one of those working for you, you might want to suggest to them, like, you need to have time in between every patient alone in your office to like neutralize. Yeah. And I know, again, that doesn't really work with a conventional schedule, but do can is conventional stuff working for all of us? Probably not. No, and so you not. want to start building your business to actually work for the people because if that reflector has some time to like cleanse their palate personality wise mm-hmm. in between each patient, they are going to be so much more grounded and ready for the next person. Okay. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so this has been like such a great interview. I've learned so much more. And like I said, I've followed a bunch of people I've looked at, but I've learned more in this 45 minutes than I have ever. So this is super helpful and super great. How can people find you chat with you, learn more about your work? Like if they want to dive into their chart, tell us all that good stuff. Well, you would start with my podcast. It's called the beginner's guide to human design. And it really is that it's great for brand new beginners who don't know anything about human design. Start with episode one and listen in order. And it's kind of like a course. Then um, I'm over on Instagram. My handle is healthy underscore Madeline, and you can DM me or just find me over there. I do tons of really quick bite-sized pieces of information about the chart. So those are the best places to find me. Yeah. I've learned so much from you again. That's why I wanted to have you on the show. Um, and we'll link all of that below and I appreciate you and your time so much. Yes. Thank you for having me, Molly. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Holistic Marketing Simplified brought to you by Holistic Marketing Hub, our hybrid program that supports you with personalized coaching, caption templates, and virtual classrooms. In this program, we teach health and wellness professionals how to fish, but we also bait their hook. Head to holisticmarketinghub.com to learn more and use code podcast for $100 off. And hey, you know how every podcaster at the very end of their episode asks you to rate and review their podcast? Well, that's because it's super important. These podcasts take a lot of time and heart and effort to produce to bring you free information. So in order for me to be able to continue doing that, we need more people to find out about the show. So if you could, please just take like two minutes out of your very busy day to leave me a rating and share this on your Instagram stories and tag at Molly A. Cahill. That's C-A-H-I-L-L. I would greatly, greatly appreciate your support. 
I truly appreciate you so much. I know your time is valuable and I can't wait to see you in the next episode.